Welcome to the International Family Church Podcast. Each year as a church, we begin with prayer and fasting. On January 6th, we started our 21 days of prayer and fasting, and we invite you to join us if you've yet to start. We've made a devotional to accompany your times of prayer, and it'll be available at inclfamilychurch.com and on our app. Join us for corporate times of prayer each weekday, Monday through Friday at 6 a.m. and 12 p.m. at the church, and for our final Friday night of corporate prayer and worship on January 24th at 7.30 p.m. Each year, Pastor Jonathan Del Turco shares vision for the church to focus on for the year. We invite you to come to Vision Sunday on January 26th to hear what God has for International Family Church in 2020. Choose one of our four service times at 8.30, 10 o'clock, 11.30 a.m., and 1 p.m. We look forward to seeing you on Vision Sunday. Now here's today's message. And we welcome you today. So glad that you're with us, and we believe it's going to be a great, great day. So if you have your Bibles or your favorite digital device, get those notebooks out. Let's get ready for God's Word today. Let's pray and believe God together. I do want to say this. I said it in the first service, and I want to, I want to say it again. I am amazed by a word I could say, and it touches hundreds of people in a different way. Yes. Only God can do that. Yes. When we gather together like this, everybody has different cares, different concerns, different questions, right? Every age group, every ethnicity, generation, we all come with a different pull, and we make a demand on God in a very different way. But see, I believe what the power of God does and how he enables me to pastor supernaturally is I can say one sentence and there's a hundred ways that you've received it and it's just exactly what you need. Go God. Just exactly the way you need to hear it. Go God. It's just exactly the perfect little nuance, word, whatever to answer a question and to expand your faith and to have hope in God. And that's what I love about church. That's what I love about the power of the Holy Spirit. That's what I love about how God divinely orchestrates our time together. And today is no different, amen? No different. And I believe that God will minister to you exactly the way you need to hear it today. How many believe that? Amen. amen. Father, in Jesus' name, thank you for the privilege of, a, of approaching your word today, the privilege of worship, and we've opened up our hearts, and we're ready to receive now the seed of God's word, the incorruptible seed of God's word to sow inside of our hearts, which we believe will produce tremendous fruit. So, Father, we thank you that no matter what our cares, no matter what our, 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 our anxieties, no matter what our issues, no matter what we're believing you for, no matter what our questions, you're about to help us in every area of our lives. For that, we're grateful. For that, we don't take for granted. For that, we honor and adore and reverence you. And we're grateful for your word. Your word is already blessed. But we thank you for anointing, Lord God, Every word spoken out of this man today, we believe we don't need a man to teach us. We need the Holy Spirit to teach us. So Holy Spirit, you teach us today. You help us today. You be there for us today because you give us the advantage. And we're so grateful for it. We give you all the honor and all the glory and praise. And all of God's people said, amen. big amen. Amen. Welcome today to part three in our three-part series, Making Room for God in 2020. 
And uh, this is day 14 of our 21-day fast. And so I would encourage you to continue with us. I'm sure you've already got some testimonies, some things you're still believing God for as you've come and prayed. And, and uh, you can go on our website again and get all the information you might need if you're just starting. Good. Start with us. It's not too late. And uh, you can always continue this if you want to. But we believe it's going to be life-changing for you. Over the last two weeks, um, I've been making a case why it's so important that you start your year making room for God. When you start your year making room for God, it, it sets the expectation, the pace, and direction for your entire year. So it's very important what we're doing, very important for your future that we do what we do uh, every Sunday morning. I'm so excited because next Sunday, as you heard, is Vision Sunday, one of my most favorite Sundays of the year. I get to stand before you and have the privilege of casting vision uh, as a visionary and casting vision for our next year. I'll be, I'll be communicating the mandate for 2020, and then I'll be able to cast vision on how we're going to bring that mandate to pass. And so I wouldn't miss next Sunday. Uh, it's a very important Sunday. In fact, I'll say this as a side note. I wouldn't go to a church regularly if I didn't know its vision. Wouldn't do it. Wouldn't make it my home. Wouldn't go there on a regular basis. Wouldn't pay my tithes. Wouldn't give my offerings there. Wouldn't volunteer there. Wouldn't be a part of the dream team if I did not know the vision of that church. Amen. So I would encourage you to be with us. If you're brand new, man, make sure you come back. Uh, you know what Vision Sunday is like, so let's participate and watch what God will do. Amen. So in preparation for next Sunday, I want to talk to you about making room for God's assignment in your life. Making room for God's assignment in your life. It was a cold winter day in Biloxi, Mississippi, when a 25-year-old woman decided to kill herself. She was done. She had enough. She didn't want to live anymore. So she decided to do something about it. So she went to a bridge over the Mississippi River. The water was frigid. The bridge was very high. She climbed over the railing. She paused. And she threw herself over and fell into the water. Her body hit the water with such a loud, terrible smack. And she began immediately to sink. Unbeknownst to her, on the bank of the Mississippi River was a man who watched her jump. She, he immediately jumped in the water to rescue her. While she was sinking deeper and deeper, she thought what her, she heard was somebody jumping in the water. And immediately she began to hear someone flailing in the water. See, for the man who jumped in to save her forgot he didn't know how to swim. And so as this man is screaming and yelling and she hears this voice, she hears a man yelling and screaming, help, help, help. So the woman who jumped in the water to kill herself swam to the surface to find the man who jumped in to save her but forgot he didn't know how to swim. She found the man. She rescued the man. She pulled the man to the bank of the river 
there exhausted, choking and freezing, somebody called 911. They were taken to the hospital and both survived. Wow, quite a story. I was reading this article. The journalist wrote this at the end of his article. That night, it wasn't the man who saved her life. It was purpose that saved her life. Her purpose was to save the drowning man. Instantly, she had an assignment. And having an assignment saved her life. Wow, that is so powerful. Think about this today. The two most important days of your life is the day you were born and the day you discover why. Every, every year on your birthday should be celebrated. We love celebrating birthdays here. Should be celebrated, should be honored, should be, should be a revered day when you celebrate your birthday. But man, it's an amazing day when you discover your why. Here's our big takeaway today. Here's the one main truth I want you to go home with. You are on assignment every day. Don't hide it. Don't ignore it. Don't bury it. Wow. God has you on an assignment for your life, and he will put you in the right place at the right time with the right people to discover your assignment. Oftentimes, people's assignment, our assignment is elusive, and it's elusive because we're indifferent about it. We're elusive because we, we are living a, a very futile life, living in futility because we just kind of exist, and we're the walking dead, and we're not making a demand on our why. We don't understand what our why is, so we just go through the motions, and we live our lives, and we make a living, and we pay our bills, and we pay the mortgage, and we do the routine over and over and over and over again, and we're not in that right place at that right time with the right people. You can be a good person, man, full of of an assignment, but not be where you need to be to hear about it. Not be where you need to be to discover it. Not be where you need to be in the right people and the right environment where you can blossom and grow into all that God has for us. So many people's lifestyles are out of focus to the purpose and plans of God. Acts 20, 24, one of my life scriptures is this. But my life is worth nothing to me unless I use it for finishing the work assigned me by the Lord Jesus. Wow. Every one of us in this room, every one of us who are at the sound of my voice and are here online or here in the sanctuary, watching us online or here in the sanctuary, you have an assignment. No one is born without an assignment. No one is born in this earth without an assignment. In fact, before you even thought of by mom and dad, you had an assignment from God from the beginning of time, before the formation of the world, before you were ever a thought, God has has an assignment for you. You were put in this earth to make a contribution. You weren't created just to consume resources, just to eat and breathe and take up space. God designed you to make a difference with your life. 
And while many best-selling authors and many best-selling books teach us how to get the most out of life, that's not God's plan for you. God's plan for you is not to get the most out of life. God's plan for you is to give your best into life, to make life better because you added value, because you made a difference. God made us to be value-added people. Do you add value to your world? Do you add salt to your world? Do you add light to your world? Do you add flavor to your world? Are you just living bland? Come on. You need to know and understand today that God has a purpose and a plan for you. You were created to add to life on earth. Amen. Not just take from it. God wants you to give something back. In fact, your quality of life depends on you discovering and pursuing the purposes and plans God has assigned for you to fulfill. Did you hear what I just said? Your quality of life depends upon it. You understand the amount of money you're able to make depends upon it. The amount of health you're able to walk in depends upon it. You understand your level of friendship, level of connection, level of ability to make influence in this world all depends upon you discovering your purpose, your assignment, and walking in it. There's so much at stake waiting for you. There's so much that we don't walk in when we're not in the will of God, where we're not fulfilling our assignment. We are, we are, we are, we are robbed from so much that belongs to us when we are just eking out an existence every single day. Did you know God created you to solve a problem? You are not here by accident. Everything God created was created to solve a problem. Why did you buy a car? To solve a transportation problem. Why do you get on the internet every day to solve an information problem? Why were you born to solve a human problem? Absolutely. Amen. Why did God create you? To solve human problems. Mechanics solve car problems, and dentists solve tooth problems, and lawyers solve legal problems, and accountants solve tax problems, and mothers solve emotional problems. (laughs) Every part of us has an assignment. There's a problem for you to solve. Your eyes see. Your ears see. Hear, your mouth speaks, your nose smells, your feet walk, your hands reach. Amen. That's so important that you understand that today and not take for granted. Why are you blessed with these faculties? Why are you blessed with these abilities? One answer could be, well, we're humans and that's what humans do. Well, that's one answer, but it's not very thoughtful. It's not very deep. Right? That is one answer, but the, the better answer would be, amen, these, these are all God-given abilities that uniquely enable you to creatively solve a wide range of problems. And more specifically, you are blessed with each one of these abilities, God-given abilities, to assist you in discovering your assignments. We, we take for granted these amazing gifts. Remember, very important to remember, you don't determine your destiny, you discover it. God knew that your life wouldn't be what it need to be without understanding your assignment. So God made all of you one big piece of discovery. He made you that way on purpose. 
Oh, there's the spiritual side. That when you delight yourself in the Lord, God gives you the desires of your heart. Absolutely. And those desires are, are, are God-dropped in us desires. We own them as our own, and God gives us the desires of our heart. Yeah, so there's a spiritual side to this, but there's also a natural side. Every part of you that sees and hears and smells and talks and, and walks and, and, and reaches out, amen, is, a, is a, to assist you Amen. In understanding and discovering your assignments. God's an amazing God. God uses every part of you. Amen. To to help you have every advantage necessary of how you were put together and why you are so important. Why do your eyes see what my eyes don't? Why do your ears hear what my ears don't? Why does your smell, why does your nose smell what my nose doesn't? Why does your hands reach here and my hands reach here? Why do your feet go this way and my feet take me this way? Because I'm called to solve a different set of problems than you are. My assignment is different than your assignment. Amen. My purpose is different than your purpose. And we need to understand that today. Amen. It's all different. Because your set of problems you're called to solve are very different than mine. And with God's help, you can and you must discover your assignment and then give yourself wholly to it. Why? Because if you don't... Who will? If you don't, who will? Mine. Everything is created is a solution. So every morning when you wake up and your eyes open, your eyes open for a reason. Your eyes open because somebody needs you today. Somebody, somewhere, every day needs you. Imagine if you woke up every morning knowing you were already on purpose. You were already on assignment. That there's someone that needed to hear it your way. Someone needed your perspective. Somebody needed your heart. Somebody needed your ability. Somebody needed your uh, way of doing what you do. Absolutely. And amen. And when you wake up knowing, amen, that you exist because there's a solution that you have that somebody needs today. And every day. Amen. The Bible says in Proverbs 27, 19, what a great verse of scripture. As a face is reflected in water, so heart reflects the person. Wow. Your heart reveals the real you. Who you truly are, not what others think you are, and not what circumstances has forced you to become. I'm totally convinced that I meet people on a regular basis and I, I seldom ever get to meet the real them. I meet who they've been turned into because of circumstances. I meet them because of who they have become because of a broken heart, because of certain baggage, certain addictions, certain hurts, certain concerns and pains, certain things that have been spoken over them, certain things that have formed them to act a certain way and to hide the real them and, to, and, to, and not be who God made them to be. Happens all the time. I had someone come through the, 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 the last service. This person's been here seven years. And, and she said to me with tears in her eyes, for the first time, I feel like I'm in a safe place where I can be who God made me to be. Seven years. What happened in those seven years? We're a spiritual hospital. She's been in intensive care. 
She's been doing, she's been under surgery. She's been taking her gospels. Right? She's been taking her gospels. She's been doing all the things she needs to do. See, when you finally find a place that's safe, finally find a place where you can blossom and grow, finally find a place where you can put your roots down and be rooted, you can then grow. You can then be all who God has made you to be. Come on, somebody. Your heart determines why you say the things you do, why you feel the way you do, and why you act the way you do. Physically, everybody has a unique heartbeat. Just as you have a unique thumbprint and eye print and voice print, nobody's heartbeat is exactly the same. Out of the billions of people on the face of the earth, nobody's heart beats the exact same way. Everybody's heart beats a little bit different. In the same way, God has given every one of us a unique emotional heartbeat that races when you think of certain subjects and certain activities and certain circumstances that, that interest you. And we instinctively care about some things uh, more than other things that we care about. And they, these are clues to the uniqueness of our assignments. Another way, of, another word for heart is passion. There are certain subjects you feel passionate about and others you really could care less and you get mad when you care about somebody, something, and the other person could care less about that. You're thinking, what's wrong with you? Don't you see this? Don't you see this thing? It's not right. And you're thinking, well, yeah, I guess. I guess you could be concerned about that, but what's the big deal? And you're mad. And then you get upset because they don't get upset over the things that concern you, passionate things that are you're passionate about in your life. Amen. See, these things reveal the true nature of your heart. The Bible repeatedly says, serve the Lord with all your heart. God wants you to serve him passionately, not dutifully. Hopefully you're not here out of duty today. Hopefully you're here because you have passion to grow and a passion to be where God is and a passion to be under the anointing and a passion to be with your family, the passion to be with those people that you know love God like you do and you develop relationships. Hopefully you're here passionately serving on a dream team or serving or blessing or doing something. You, you know you're here not out of duty. You didn't punch in today out of religious duty. You're here because you know this is your home and you know what happens to you when you get into your home because you know what? Success begins on Sunday, not Monday. Success does not begin on Monday when you start earning whatever it is that you earn, right? On your hourly wage or whatever you make. Success begins on Sunday when God's word gets in your heart, when the presence of God is there, and when you're worshiping God and opening up your heart to God. That's where success begins. Amen. Man, that's so good. I want to ask three questions this morning. Your answers may reveal some of the specific problems and assignments you're called to solve and fulfill. Every year, I ask myself these three questions. Here's the three questions. What do you love? What grieves you? What angers you? Three questions. Now, these questions are not easy questions to answer because these are very strong emotions that people try to avoid. People have been burnt by what they've loved. They've been burnt by what grieves them. They've been hurt by what angers them. 
They've been in situations where because of this, they've, they've, they've buried what they love. I can't love like I once loved. I can't grieve like I once grieved. I, I can't be angry like I once was angry. And so what happens is we run from these emotions. We bury these emotions. But it's only when these emotions are realized and only when we come to grips with these emotions will we begin to understand the uniqueness of our assignment, the uniqueness of our ability to solve problems, the uniqueness of what it is that God put on the inside of us. Amen. And I believe that, that it's safe to say that at some point all of us have been on the other side of these emotions, and we know it takes a risk to be able to tap into them. So number one, why do you love? So why is that so important? Because what you love is a clue to the gifts, skills, and wisdom you possess. It's a clue. Remember, it's not about determining your destiny, it's about discovering your destiny. So God drops clues. It's like the person, the little kid going in the woods and takes a piece of bread and Leaves a little trail, right? Leaves a little trail so that when he's time to go home, he knows where to go. So what you love is a clue. It's the little pieces of bread that you put down, God puts down for you to discover the skills, the gifts and skills and wisdom you possess. See, love births wisdom. For example, when you love, when you have a love for children, you just have a the sixth sense, this, this thing about you kind of know what, what they're screaming about or what they're crying about or what they're whining about, especially when that's your own child or your own children, right? When you love your child, you possess a certain wisdom and insight to their moods and to things that they're, they're concerned about. When you need wisdom in your marriage, a love for a spouse will birth wisdom for that spouse, will cause that person to pray in a unique way. Lord, help me, help my spouse, give them wisdom and insight. And so you have a love and a patience that rises up and God puts this, this passion in you to lift them up in prayer and believe with them, right? In the same way, when you love order or you love organization, God gives you this wisdom and man, everybody else is in, ah, I don't know what to do. We're all walking by the seat of our pants and you come in and say, no, 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 no. Here, just do this, this and this. Hey, be quiet, be still. You do this, you do this, you do this. I'll take care of this and the world is a better place, yes. Right? Thank God for them because love births wisdom. Maybe you have this heart for animals and you just have this nurturing ability over animals. You love animals. And man, it gives you this, this nurturing ability, man. You just know how that animal feels. And, and you're kind of an animal whisperer, right? You're just kind of that, wow. People are all amazed by, by what you sense about what they feel. See, wisdom is a product of love. Love births persistence. When you love something or someone, it gives you this extraordinary tenacity and determination and persistence. When everybody else has given up on your child, you're just starting to believe God. Everybody else gave up on that person, but you're standing your ground in prayer and you're interceding and you're up in the middle of the night. You say, I'm not going to let her go. I'm not going to let him go. Are you kidding me? Because love causes that. Love is stronger than sickness and disease. Love is stronger than poverty and lack. Love is stronger than a status quo and all the negative voices. That's why the Bible says God's love never fails. Amen. Amen. Love God's word and love freedom and love liberty and love health and love wholeness and love dreaming God's dream God has placed in your heart. So what you truly continuously love, build your life around it. Allow 
the true you to shine and be strong, that's where you'll feel most alive and fulfilled. Second question, what grieves you? It's a clue again. What grieves you is a clue to something you are assigned to heal. Why? Tears talk. What you cry about, what stirs up compassion in you, tells you something about your heart. What grieves you? Abused children, battered wives, families and crises, immigrants that are far from home, um, ignorance, poverty, sickness, disease, debt, the list can go on and on. Name it, be honest with it, because caring qualifies you as an instrument of healing. A great example in the Bible was Nehemiah. Man, Nehemiah was broken up over the fact that Jerusalem's walls were broken down. He was overwhelmed by the fact that it caused tears and compassion to rise up inside of him. It grieved that, 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 the, that the children of Israel, that the, the inhabitants of Jerusalem were a reproach because any nation who had no walls to protect its people were a reproach. And because tears talk and because it, it opened up his heart, man, he got letters from the king and he got permission from governors and he got supplies and rallied the troops and rallied the people. We can do this. And then it inspired a group of people to say, we can rebuild these walls. Yes, we can, right? Yes, we can. And what he grieved, man, he opened up his heart and God gave him the ability to heal the reproach of the children of Jerusalem. Pay attention to what saddens you to what stirs up compassion in you. Because where you hurt the most is a clue to what you may heal the best. Last but not least, what angers you? Here's another clue. What angers you is a clue to something you are assigned to correct. Wow. The Bible says, be angry and sin not. There's an anger that no doubt gets us in trouble, an anger that causes us to lose control and hurt people. That's not the anger God is talking about here. Amen. Here, God is talking about a righteous anger, a righteous indignation. This is a God-inspired anger. This is a God-given anger. This is a God-deposited anger. This anger doesn't cause you to hurt people. This causes you to rise up and step forward and help bring change and help make a difference. What angers you? Abuse, injustice, prejudice, poverty, divorce, abortion, ignorance, disorganization, broken families. What is it? Your anger is important, so important. You must never ignore it. An angry man or woman is an awakened man and woman, able to motivate and inspire others to wake up and make a difference. Focus fury is often the key to miraculous change. Wow. You're going to live your life and you're going to give your life to something. Might be wealth, might be a career, a hobby, a sport, right? You're going to give your life to something. But those things will never fulfill you and give you significance and help you make an investment into eternity. Amen. Service is the pathway to real significance. It is through helping others that we discover our meaning in our lives. When you isolate yourself, you're hiding from your assignment. When you lock yourself up or bound by fear or have all these anxiety attacks and all these, this drama in our lives, and I'm not diminishing any of those because those are real, but what it does is it keeps you separated. The devil loves separating us. 
He loves causing us to hide. He loves us being full of shame because of our addiction or shame because of our choices or guilt because of our past sins. And so guilt and shame cause us to hide just like it did for Adam and Eve. And so we hide from God. And God knows where we are, but he says, where are you? What's the deal? Where are you? Why aren't you being the gift that I made you to be? And so what happens is we hide. And the Bible says in Romans 12, 5, it says this, each of us find our meaning and function as a part of his body. It doesn't say we find our meaning and function alone in our house. It doesn't say we find our meaning and our function never going to church. It doesn't say we find our meaning and function only being concerned about us, being so consumed with our career and all we think about is, is making money and paying the bills. No, each of us find our meaning and our function as a part of his body. Maybe the very thing that hurt you in the past, the very thing that messed you up, the very thing that disappointed you, the very thing that, that caused your heart to be broken. Maybe you were mishandled in a certain way. Maybe somebody did something, said something that was untrue. Maybe a leader, a pastor um, mishandled a very important season of your life. It doesn't change the fact that as a part of the body, it's in the body, it's being connected to the body, especially a healthy body, that you discover your why. Oh, I'm preaching better than you're amen in this morning. God wants you to make a difference in this world. He wants you to work through. He wants to work through you, through your local, local church where you call home. Now, listen very carefully. Many of us have lived our lives making excuses as to why we couldn't step into a new season God prepared for us. We've made excuses why we can't be used and why we can't yield and why we can't do this. And we've made excuse after excuse after excuse, and we are not alone. Abraham was old. Jacob was insecure. Leah was unattractive. Joseph was abused. Moses stuttered. Gideon was poor. Samson was codependent. Rahab was, Rahab was immoral. David had an affair and all kinds of family problems. Elijah was suicidal. Jeremiah was depressed. Jonah was reluctant. Naomi was a widow. John the Baptist was eccentric. Peter was impulsive and hot-tempered. Martha worried a lot. The Samaritan woman had several failed marriages. Zacchaeus was unpopular. Thomas had doubts. And Timothy was timid. Every one of these had a variety of issues, all misfits and all used by God in spite of their issues. God's not moved by your issues. You are. I am. Other people are. God's not. God's not moved by your excuses. God's not moved by the reality every one of these it was true. We can't spiritualize all these things. They had issues. And isn't it good news that God had a plan to use every single one of them in spite of their issues? Amazing. Go God. Amen. Go God. And you need to hear me this morning. And you need to say inside your heart today, go God. Amen. If not out loud, you can be bold. You'll wake up tomorrow morning and say, go God. 
I'm not going to use my excuses. I'm not going to let my language or my voice or my lack of education or my addictions or my past or my poor choices or my relationships or whatever, my color, my, 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 whatever it is that, that we've allowed to hold us back. I'm a woman. I'm a man. I'm old. I'm young. I'm big. I'm small. Yeah, I have a lot of hair. I have no hair. Whatever it is. I've got teeth. I have no teeth. I mean, whatever, whatever our excuse is, right? God looks way beyond that today. And he sees the real you and the assignment that he's given you. Wow. Amen. So remember, what was our big takeaway? You are on assignment every day. Don't hide it. Don't ignore it. Don't you bury it. Don't you hide from what you love the most. Don't you hide from what grieves you the most. Don't bury what angers you the most. We need your wisdom. We need your compassion. We need your call to arms. What part of this, what part of this can apply to the place God's called you to? What is it that you're not using, the gift that you think is not important or we don't need? Then why are you here? God doesn't waste his time and send people that don't belong where they are there, where they feel home. You're here because we need what's inside of you. We need what you love. We need what grieves you. We need what angers you. Maybe that's turned into a a life group. Maybe that's turned into a a, a ministry to children. Or maybe that's hospitality and helping people um, feel at home because you know what it's like to go to a place and feel awkward and nobody's saying hello to you and and nobody's welcoming you. And maybe, maybe it's order. Maybe it's organization. Maybe you're a businessman or businesswoman and you can help others dream and, and plan and do all. I mean, it just goes on and on and on if you open up your heart and let God use you in a powerful way. Answer the questions today. I pray you take some time and ask yourself, what is it that I love the most? What is it that grieves me the most, stirs up compassion, causes tears to flow? What is it that angers me? Because every one of those has wisdom. You're called to heal. You're called to correct. Life is better when we put ourselves in the place God created for us. And there's a place for you here. Come on, did you learn something today? Come on, stand to your feet with me, please. Won't you raise those hands towards heaven? Oh, and just worship him for a moment. Thank him that he's so good. Thank him that he went so great lengths to create you physically to help you discover, to create a heart that would pray and, 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 and delight yourself in the Lord and, and those desires come to pass. God has created you in such a way uniquely special. And just like the woman who tried to kill herself wasn't able to because somebody made a demand on her ability. What I forgot to tell you about that story is she was a trained lifeguard. Her assignment saved her life. Your assignment will save your life. Your assignment will give you a reason to live and a reason to wake up tomorrow morning. And a reason to never say again, I'm not important. Who am I? I'm a nobody. Lie, 
lie, lie from the pit of hell. You are valuable. You are important. Somebody needs you every day because you're a gift to your world. You're a gift to us. Oh, Father, we bless you today. Thanks for listening. To stay connected, find out our service times, or how you can get involved, please visit intlfamilychurch.com for more information. Our mission at International Family Church is to help you know God for yourself, to find freedom in your life, to discover your God-given purpose, and help you make a difference in the lives of those around you. One of the easiest ways you can help us do that is simply by sharing this podcast and connecting with us online. You can do so by subscribing, leaving a review on iTunes, or sharing it with your friends on Facebook. Thanks again for listening.